This is your wake-up call. I'm still out here in Houston. I actually had an event yesterday at TSU, Own Every Piece. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. It was a conversation about how you use your birth control and, you know, just different things that you can do, different myths there are about different types of birth control and all of that. So it was a good conversation. It was a packed house. So I appreciate everybody for coming out for that. Shout out to Kim as well, who moderated the conversation. Okay, well, let's do this again. Charlamagne's here. Let's start from the beginning one more time. People like the yo-yos. Here we go. Good morning, Angela Yee. Oh, hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. I don't know why we just don't record the yo yo yos and play them. Because I'm going to really start honoring my contract. People like natural, like my hair. They like natural. Gonna, no, they stop, like natural, stop, like stop, my hair. My why? Hair's why, would you, why would you even say something like that it early is the in the truth. morning? Nobody, everybody in their mother knows that's GMO on it, your hair. It's hand, not bro. GMO. Okay, so now, you're, so now you're going to tell us the Popeye's chicken uh, sandwich is actually really chicken. I don't know that's about the next Popeye's. thing you're going to tell us. Okay. All I know about All is right. DJ MV said, Rashawn right. Casey said, is I can't tell. That, that thou who protests, thou who protests that much is is hiding something. Nobody even asked you about your head. That I'm was just totally unprompted. I knew this you were about to go. I wasn't about to say anything. Yes, you was. No, I wasn't. Yes. It, you know your hair looks stupid. No, it does not. You did something to it yesterday. You got a cut or something. I got a haircut. Look exactly. at that. I got a, see, a, see, a, when you, I got a haircut. see, when you go, I thought you were growing your when hair you, out. When you go to get your plugs adjusted, <laughs> and, and adjusted. it looks so obvious, it's not. He had to say something about it. It's not. Or just, you know. I'm proud of my hair. I'm you should. It's yours. Your girls love their weave. It's funny. Girls love their wigs. Why can't you love yours? I was in a barbershop yesterday. I was about to cut it. I was like, I can't let them make me cut my hair. I'm just keeping it. Yeah, you didn't want them to uh, cut it because cut it means unplugging and everybody will see them plugs so I'm making them noise it'll be you can tell it when it's when it's coming out oh my goodness well DJ Premier will be joining us today uh, primo, I'm sad I missed that because I'm out here on tour. Yeah, uh, producer extraordinaire, of course, from the legendary group Gangstar. Yes, indeed. So we're gonna kick it with Primo, uh, and then woo. we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are, since you already brought up the Popeyes chicken sandwich with all the mayhem going on. How is Popeyes responding? Let's tell you what they said. And shout to Chris Brown, man. Chris Brown is is. I know I always knew he was a little crazy, but he crazy crazy. Well, what happened? What are you doing now? I was looking online, so what Chris Brown is, he has a lot of clothes that he doesn't wear anymore. Oh, he was having a little lawn house sale. It's today, so he's having a yard sale at his crib, but he just told everybody. So now there's like a line of a thousand people out there 
just waiting to go and buy Chris Brown stuff. What's the problem? I it's thought they had shut it. it. They had shut it down at first. No, right? they can't. It's not illegal. He, you can have a, a yard sale. But they didn't. They, didn't they try to shut it down or something happened? It no, was they, some type of. Drama. They went to go talk to him about the rules and regulations, but they can't shut it down. You can have a yard sale. He's just selling his own clothes. You, you know what's crazy? Uh, people were saying things like, "Yo, Chris Brown's house has been broken into twice. Why would he put his address out there?" Uh, clearly, people already have his address. Everybody's been broken into twice already. <laughs> you can Google uh, anybody's damn near address, man. Anyway. Front page news when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with Yee? Well, let's start with Popeyes. They are not going to pull that chicken sandwich, even though there's been all kinds of mayhem everywhere, even a killing happened. Now, people were calling for that, I guess, for them to pull the sandwich. Of course, I can't even imagine that they would do that. With all these fights breaking out and all that, the chicken chain is saying that the safety of its employees and customers is always a priority. And franchisees have worked to boost staffing during this craze to be ready to serve guests very quickly and safely. They said the restaurants are franchised and additional on-site security matters are handled by the franchisees. So... And it's not Popeye's fault that people don't know how to act. I mean, when you got a consumer craze in America, like you have with the Popeye's chicken sandwich now, and you have these long lines, and people are in these long lines, it might be some altercations. That ain't Popeye's fault. Well, people were mad at, remember when Jordan, when people were fighting over Jordans and getting shot and stabbed, they were saying Michael Jordan should do something about it. ain't Michael Jordan's fault either. Like, that's not nobody, that's not anybody's fault because you have a consumer craze and you have consumers acting crazy in line. That's That's not their fault. I agree with you. And you know what? People work really hard to build up this frenzy. It just isn't supposed to turn violent. No. They want they want that attention. All right, now the woman who climbed into the Bronx Zoo's lion's den has been busted by the NYPD. The woman, Maya Autry, was arrested by cops near the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And she got arrested actually yesterday evening. If you guys recall, she actually also had gotten donkey of the day. Yeah, she had a long run out here in these streets. She was in the streets taking pictures with Casanova and all kind of people. Yeah, she shouldn't. Have, she shouldn't get arrested now. She has. She's she def- needs help. Yeah, clearly. she definitely needs help. She, like, clearly you can tell she has mental problems and she needs absolutely. help. Like, absolutely. Like, there were certain, certain things when you corral these people, yes, they broke the law. But, I mean, is jail really the best thing for her? No. She needs need some type of therapy. She jumped into the thing with lions. Like, yes, she needs help. Like, she arrest her therapy, for what? Yeah, yeah. Putting, her, putting her in jail ain't going to help. You, you're taking her out of one den and putting her into another lion's den, which is prison or jail. No. All right. Well, she actually is being charged with criminal trespass and FYI, for that stunt. Those are the people that's in line for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Okay? <laughs> so when you see these fights and stuff break out, just know that there's people willing to jump in the lion's dens too. Okay? They're going to be crazy regardless. Let them get it. Let him go first. Well, let's flash back for people who don't remember. This is what it was like before she went into the zoo. I'm in the Bronx right now. You already know what's It's Queen Empress Maya Louise Israel, right? This weekend is my birthday weekend. I was born 930. Hey. So shout out to 930, September 30th. We're in the building. Hey. All the Libras is lit. We're in the building. Shout out to the Bronx. We're in the building. Shout out to Big Palm. We're in the building. It's lit. Gang, gang. It's lit. Gang, gang. Tell you in the Bronx. And all the good part about Playing life. big pun and the ice cream gang, truck. Gang, you can tell lit. you in the Bronx. You know the vibrations. You know? You know the vibrations. Gang, gang. Well, she had okay. also said, if I walked in the lion den, do you think for one second I'm scared of a handcuff? If I walked scared in the lion den. Scared of line, a jail cell? That's right. And, and you think She's I'm right. scared of anybody in this Popeye's chicken line? Anybody can get it. <laughs> Did you see the white dude get his ass kicked? No. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what is a great, great thing to do. Go on Instagram and go on the Explorer page and hashtag Popeye's. There is some great videos. Really? Boy, this white dude was in Popeye's wild. And that's why I say it's not a black thing. 
Okay, it's just when America has these consumer crazies, people get crazy. So what happened? He's wilding out. This white dude was in Popeye's wilding and had the nerve to call them niggas in Popeye's. <laughs> really? And, and what I liked about it, no. they waited till he walked outside because they did not want to ruin the sanctity that is Popeye's. And boy, they put, you talk about a, a 10 piece. Oh, they gave it to him. God damn it. Damn it. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Bombs. I don't know where that was at, but drop on the clues bombs for them Negroes and Popeye's that beat up that white man. My goodness. Okay. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Envy. What up, Trav? You've been ducking me, Envy. Trav, I didn't bet you, Trav. Oh, you you just wait your turn. I'm going to get to you in a second. What's up, Yee? Hey, boo. What's up, Trav? How you doing, boo? I'm good, honey. That's good. That's good. How's your tour going? It's good. It's very exhausting. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of work, but I think it's been great for lip service, and people are really enjoying it. And that was the main thing for us going on tour. That's good. That's good. Listen, I also want to thank you because Angela Yee is um in my music video that I directed, so I appreciate that <laughs> Yee for doing that little solid for me. That's my little of video job. Yes, we did that in Philly. What up, sis? How are you? Uh, listen, I'm feeling amazing. You know why I'm feeling amazing, Sean? Talk oh, to me. Boy. Talk to me, my fellow cowboy brother. Listen, I've been calling every day. I ain't never sat on hold that long for three days in a row where Envy don't want to pick the phone up because Envy owe me $4,000. I definitely don't owe you no damn $4,000. Damn, y'all bet $4,000? I ain't bet this guy. Yeah, I ain't bet y'all no $4,000. $4,000 in Envy's butt. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say it like this. Envy, yes. I want my money by Monday. If I don't have my money by Monday, Booty Goon seeing you on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, hey, Trav, you know what's so disrespectful? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are on top of the NFC East. The Giants are at the bottom with the Washington Redskins. When the last time a bottom ignored you the way Envy ignored you this week? Yeah, shut up, both of y'all. We don't, we don't take Bye that. Me my money, Envy. Bye. We don't take that kind of disrespect from bottoms, okay? I don't bet him at all. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Marquita. Hey, Marquita. Get it off your chest. Good morning. Um, I was calling because I don't get to listen to you guys like I used to anymore. Why? Because I have a new job, and I used to do live, so I used to listen to you guys like all the time. Oh, you fancy, huh? You don't listen to us no more? Well, you know, the beauty the beauty of radio in 2019 is that you can really listen whenever you want to. You can go back later on in the day, listen on YouTube. You can go back and listen oh, on yeah, the, uh, exactly. the podcast app. I definitely do that. I go on YouTube all the time. So you listening to us, so just keep listening to us. You put us on the on the app. You what's can the, listen to us all the time. What's the problem? You can go back and listen to the whole show on the podcast. They cut out all the commercials and everything. What's the problem? Because, like, I'm at work, so I don't get to listen to you guys. Like, I used to, I used to do lips, so I used to. You want to hear us live. Right. Got you. Well, you know, in life you can't always get what you want. So just be happy that there are means and resources for you to get us at all. Well, thank you, Mama, for listening. Yeah, thanks for calling. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Daryl. What's up, Daryl? Get What's up, Daryl? Hey, man, I'm trying to give a shout-out to Charlamagne, man. I'm watching you right now from Berkeley, man, Berkeley Stags. We out here. Stags, man. 843. Okay, we out here, man. You know that. Class of 98, even though I was supposed to be class of 96. You know the vibrations. Me too. <laughs> you too, brother. Well, you graduated you two years late, like me? 
Just like you, man. We Just out like here. We out here. Yeah, we out here. Goodness gracious. All right, man. Y'all have a good day. That's right. Graduated in night school from Berkeley High School, okay? I got kicked out of two high schools, Berkeley High School and Scrafford High School, all right? Graduated in 98, supposed to graduate in 96, but it don't matter how you start. It matters how you finish, goddammit. Well, that young man did the same thing you did. He was supposed to graduate in 96. He graduated in 98. Hey, man. You know God know what he's doing. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Natalie, how are you? Hey, Natalie, get it off your chest. Now, I was telling her I want to talk about that Popeye's chicken sandwich, how good it is and how crazy people are. But I also feel that the Popeye's employees are... Encourage it too because they will lock the lobby. I live in Florida and I live in Sanford, Florida. And they will lock the lobby of the restaurant like you normal business out. So you're forced to go through the drive through and the, you know, the lobby is not open. So you have a lot of people that start and to go off on the employees and stuff like that as a result of it. I think that's crazy. But the sandwich is good. Not good enough to lose your life or kill anybody over. But if they're giving away garlic crab or, uh, you know, free shrimp or something that Florida's known for, I can see the crazy, but not because of that sandwich. It is tasty. So you, so you tell me somebody should get killed over garlic crabs or shrimp, but not the sandwich? Yeah, in Florida you'll see that, but not this, not no chicken. True. Chicken. That's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I do think that the, the employees are helping to encourage the craze, too. Well, I'm glad in Florida y'all know what delicacy to kill over. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad the Popeye's chicken sandwich ain't on the list. But them garlic crabs and them fried shrimp definitely is. But in the words of Rick Ross, Rick Ross once said, you don't lock the lions out, you lock them in. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Yo, what's up, Evie? This is Rick Brooklyn. Rick, what's Yo. up? Hey, um, I, I got two things that coincide the Popeye's chicken craze with the Bronx, <laughs> right? So yesterday I was I was in the, the Bronx. I just started working in the Bronx. I transferred there a year now. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, Charlamagne, whatever you say about the Bronx is absolutely right. Yo. It's crazy up here. I, I, know. I don't know what's going on, right? So I watched four people double park yesterday outside of a Popeye's. And the, the ticket, the meter mate, they just sat outside. A, pop, a, a Popeyes and just gave everybody that went in to get a chicken sandwich tickets. They didn't move. They were there for like 25 minutes, just just double parking, and people were just getting tickets. And they were like, people weren't complaining because they were getting their sandwiches. And I'm like, yo, what kind of marketing strategy does Popeyes have that people are not afraid to get tickets to get the sandwich? Are they yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's an eighty dollar burger right there. Like, what are they putting in these sandwiches? I don't know what's going on. Well, it, it's just the latest. It's just the latest American consumer craze. And truth be told, man, everybody suffers from FOMO. So being that you, if you haven't had the sandwich, you just want to be a part of the conversation. You can't be a part of the conversation if you haven't had it. They they do know that eventually the sandwich is going to be around. It's not going to go away after this. Like, well, that, that's not true. They, they they put it out there before, and then they went away for some months, and then they just put it back out last week. They, that don't make no sense. Envy, I want to ask you one more thing before you leave, please. Yes. Um, can I get a ticket to the Jakey Jackson Center for your seminar, bro? Can yeah. people buy tickets? You know, Yes, you could. You, he said, "Yo, like envy <laughs> disappeared." I, mean, I know you. Have, I know you've given away tickets before, so I'm asking, "Can I get a ticket?" Yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't don't you say I got you and then hang up. Now, what if it was that easy to get a Popeyes chicken sandwich? Right, yeah, right. If, if only it was that easy. 
I got you. I need to get to the seminar. I got you. I got you. I'm going to put you on hold and get your information, man. Calm your ass down. I got you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Envy. All right. Now, when's the seminar? What date? Do you know? The 14th, ain't it? No, it ain't no damn 14th, man. The 14th of December. No, it's not the 14th of December, bro. At the Jacob Javits? No, it's not the 14th. It's the 15th of December at the Jacob Javits. He was close. He was close. All right. All right. I got you, though. Hold on, okay? I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we are doing a, a real estate seminar at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City, Manhattan. It's our last one of the year, so we're excited about it. Uh, it took me a while to get the, ben- the the venue, but we finally got it. So that's December 15th. If you want information, click the link in my bio. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes. Is it ever okay for somebody to use the N-word based on who they are friends with? We'll tell you what billionaire's wife did just that and who she said she gets the pass from. Okay. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to baby. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, looks like the baby has a baby on the way, according to sources who are close to him and his child's mother. They are expecting their third child together, even though they are both, quote, single. They get along really well. So looks like uh, they get along extra well and they're having a third child. That's dope. I would love to have Mm -hmm. another child. If I did, though, I would do in vitro, though. I got to fix my fight because I need me to make sure I got to give me a little boy. Mm All right, now Kanye West is saying that Donald Trump is the reason that people have the ability to buy more land right now. He attended the New York Times Deal Book Conference in Manhattan, and that's where he, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner spoke about the family's entrepreneurship. According to Rolling Stone, they reported that Kanye did get on the mic at one point during the event and started talking about a, a bunch of different things, like his newly purchased ranch. He said, we have 12,500 acres in Cody, Wyoming, and Trump has actually opened up the ability to buy more land in America. In America, you can buy land and we can be owners. We don't have to be just a product of what black Twitter tells us what we're supposed to be. So we can buy land so, before? Yeah, what, what legislation is he talking about? It sounds to me like he's... You got, you got audio? Let me hear it. But we always pointing at the white people, but yet we want to spend all of our money on foreigns. We want to spend all our money on luxury as opposed to going and buying some land. America is for sale, but the culture has you focused so much on somebody bitch and pulling up in a foreign and rapping about things that could get you locked up and then saying you about prison reform. Mm. Like, it's, bro, we brainwashed out here. I mean, these are all old talking points, though. Like, Marcus Garvey, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they've always been encouraging black people to buy land. Like, even back in the day when people used to wear the red, black, and green medallions, that's what the green used to represent, land, because they said that's the, the most valuable thing right. a man, a black man can own in America. So I don't understand Look, why... my whole life growing up, all my grandfather said was, save your money, buy a house, yeah. buy a house, buy a house. Like, why so. can't you act like he's saying something so profound? Like, I didn't, I didn't know you couldn't buy land before Donald Trump. I didn't know I Trump everybody. is the reason that we can I buy land we can now. Buy land. I, he, <laughs> He must be talking about opportunity zone legislation. And even if he is talking about opportunity zone legislation. I don't think he bought his property with opportunity zone legislation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It might be an opportunity zone. I don't know. I mean, you can look on the map and see if you got the address. But if he is talking about opportunity zone legislation, that's still Senator Tim Scott who, who created that. Yeah, a but black that, man. But that's not necessarily for African-American people. No. The person not. opportunity. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's to encourage them to. 
But mm, you know, we not really, necessarily because they want you to they want you to sit your money for ten years, and, and most of the time we can't sit our money for ten but years because we for, don't have it. But, but, for, but for the brothers and sisters who can, it's, it's really for us to uh, invest back into our own communities. But anybody can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it. Can do white it. people can do it. Asian people yeah, can do it. Yeah, you're not getting any it's preferential not, treatment yeah, here. <laughs> now you cannot get no treatment because you're African American. So it's not necessarily All right. for us. But well, it was Trevor created Noah, by a black man, though. Mm-hmm. Send it to Trevor Noah is producing a film on an eight-year-old Nigerian chess prodigy. I love this idea. You know, I used to work with Wu-Tang, and all the time on the road, they played chess nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so that film is about uh, Ta- uh, Tani Aduwomi, eight-year-old Nigerian refugee who went from homelessness to internationally known chess champion. So that film will be produced under his Day Zero Productions imprint alongside his business partner as well. Sounds pretty great to me. It's a family survival story. The family was seeking asylum only to become homeless in New York and what the parents will go through for their children. Absolutely anything. I got to teach my my son how to play chess. My uncle who, who passed away, Uncle George, taught me how to play chess. And that's something I just never taught my son, and I got to teach my son. I'm going I'm to I'm start this week, and I'm going to teach my... It'll help him have some patience, too, because I'm playing chess. I used to play chess with, with Jizzle all the time, and he was so amazing at chess, it would really upset me. I'm going to teach him this <laughs> and he would And he would play on the clock. So, you know, when you play on the clock, the pressure's really on. You can't, because if not, you sit there and think for so long. Like, if I do this, then he does this, and I do this, and then he does that. When you play on the clock, it's like, bang, bang, and you got to move quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, a billionaire's wife, the wife of billionaire hedge funder, says that she is not racist for using the N-word because she is friends with Alicia Keys. Lisa Falcone, <laughs> who is the wife of hedge funder Philip Falcone, told her former personal chef that she wasn't racist after she used the N-word with her chef. And said that if he wanted to, he could ask her black friend Alicia Keys to vouch for her, according to these court papers. This would be now, good. what happened was she used the N-word after she met, uh, after meeting the cook's girlfriend, Brian Villanueva's girlfriend, who is black. And he said, uh, according to Brian Villanueva, he said his girlfriend came to help him cook for a Hamptons dinner party that they were hosting that Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats did attend, by the way. And the next morning, they said Lisa commented on how articulate his girlfriend was. She said, your girlfriend speaks very well. She seems educated. I would describe her as a chocolate-covered marshmallow. Then she went on to say, do you use the word, and she uses the N-word, at home with your girlfriend? And that's when her explanation was that, you know, I'm friends with Alicia Keys. Well, yeah, you need to add some allegedly in that story. Because allegedly. She, yeah, because the chef is suing her, and the, se- the chef said that she said those things. Yeah, I mean, this is all in the paperwork from what the chef is saying. Yes. Now, according to the lawsuit, That's Brian Villanueva also asked his boss to explain these comments, and she responded about Alicia Keys and... And Swiss Beats, she said, I mean, Alicia Keys, uh, she said, I mean, she speaks really eloquently. Alicia Keys doesn't speak that way. She didn't have an education and was discovered by Clive Davis when she was 15 years old. Swiss Beats definitely doesn't speak that way either. Damn. So this is all in that lawsuit paperwork. You know, it's crazy. The uh, chef is throwing all that sauce on that story, but he's only suing for 4000 $230. Yeah, $4,200. He's, he's suing for it. You got that great elaborate story and that's all you suing for? Well, he's suing Christ. for discrimination and violation of New York labor laws. So it's not like he's trying to get some huge payout settlement. He just wants the money he's supposed to get. I would, allegedly. especially being that he said that the, the, the billionaire's wife was like they would pay him if he signs the paperwork and agrees not to tell those stories. Yeah. That would go harder than that. Yeah, that story's worth a little bit more than $4,000, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, hell Come yeah. Come on now. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, I mean, let's get back to it. Everybody wants to talk about these Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Oh How is Popeye God. 
Papa is responding to all of the mayhem. And in conjunction with that, let's talk about obesity in America, which are the worst in the uh, states that are suffering from obesity. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about Popeyes. Sorry, mm-hmm. my mic wasn't on. Popeyes is not pulling that chicken sandwich, even though there's been all kinds of mayhem. A Popeyes spokesperson said that the Maryland incident where someone got killed is a tragedy. We are saddened to hear about this senseless act of violence. We, along with the franchisee, are fully cooperating with local authorities and actively working to gather more information. There's been other violent incidents that have gone down with these Popeyes chicken sandwiches, but they said the safety of their employees and customers are always a priority, but they're just going to work to make sure that they boost staffing during this time. Yeah, Popeyes is not responsible for how people Hell act in their no. lines and in their stores. I'm not responsible for humans acting out. It's just the latest American consumer craze. And it's not just black people who are in on this, okay? We reinforce negative stereotypes about ourselves by saying that. America does stuff like this all the time, and it's always some consumer craze mm-hmm. that, that 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 makes people go nuts. If, if you want to see all Americans wilding out, wait until those midnight sales on Black Friday. And it's not even... A, <laughs> right, yeah, in a no, couple you're weeks. Right, you're right. It's not right. even like it's a limited amount of Popeye's chicken. It's Popeye's is saying, like, yo, we got you. Like, the chicken is here. Like, yes. And we're still wilding out for This is just crazy. how Americans act when it's a consumer craze. It's going to be fights. It's going to be violence. Once again, wait a couple weeks for Black Friday when they have those midnight sales at those stores and watch how people act. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about obesity and the problems that we have with obesity. It's an epidemic in America. And, of course, it causes other serious health problems, too. It can increase those issues. So according to a new report, they're saying that the most obese states in America are Mississippi and West Virginia, according to this report. Sounds about right. Uh, the, the least obese states are Colorado and Utah. All that weed they in Colorado? Everybody got the Louisiana ranked the highest for cholesterol, and Montana ranked the, ranked the lowest there. And they said that most popular comfort foods are what really corresponds with the obesity levels. So, for instance, right, if you're in California, uh, fish tacos is their main comfort food, and they came in 47th on the list overall. But fish tacos are only about 244 calories. Meanwhile, if you're in... Meanwhile, if you're in Mississippi, which is one of the worst states, uh, one of their comfort foods is mud pie. And that's about 510 calories per serving. So whatever state, their most popular comfort foods that really correlates to the rates of obesity in in that uh, state. What's in mud pie? I've never had a mud pie. Me neither. But it's, yeah, it's a, I guess, very dense dessert. (laughs) 500 calories don't seem like a lot either, though. Well, for a little piece of pie, and it's also just dessert. So you got to imagine you eat a meal usually, gotcha. and then you have dessert on top of that. So hey, I just want y'all to know too that the Popeyes chicken sandwich, uh, both the classic and spicy version, are six hundred and ninety calories. I want to throw that out there. Oh imagine goodness. you have that and then a mud pie. Mm. All right, Kansas City voters—they have chosen to remove Martin Luther King Jr.'s name from a historic street. Mm? The reason why? Yes, is that crazy? Now, in a special election that they had on Tuesday, they decided to change that street back to the Paseo Boulevard, and that got 65% of the vote. So no more Martin Luther King Jr. name for that street. Really? There was a, a lot of different debates between different groups who wanted to honor Martin Luther King's legacy and some residents who didn't want to lose their neighborhood's, quote, identity. So the Paseo is what a lot of locals call it. It's one of the oldest boulevards in the city, and it runs through a predominantly African-American section of the city. They said, we don't mind doing something to honor Dr. King, but we don't want you to take Paseo away from us to do it. So they voted That's to whack. remove That's that trash. name. What is Paseo? Does Paseo mean something to the people there? 
I guess they're saying that that street's, you know, one of their oldest streets in the city. And you can still call it that, too, by the way. When people rename streets, a lot of times it'll have the name that the street was and the renamed street on top of it. So I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, they do that in Brooklyn all the time. They do, do that in Harlem. Harlem. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. So right. is Jay-Z still good on any MLK Boulevard? Because if they change the name, if he was good on it before, and then they change the name, is he still good on it after they change the name? Maybe he doesn't want to go to that one now. That is very true. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, let's talk T.I. a little bit. Now, T.I. Uh, recently, was it was it his podcast? He was talking on his podcast? No, nah, he was on I think it was someone. He was being interviewed on somebody else's podcast. And he said that he goes to the gynecologist with his 18-year-old daughter every year to make sure she's still Deja. a virgin. You know what's crazy, man? I was on a flight yesterday, right? I was coming back from uh, L.A., and uh, when I landed, I saw that T.I. was the number one trending topic, and he had 1.5 million mentions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought something happened to him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because when somebody gets mentioned that much, you think something, he something, got hurt, something he wrong. Got, yeah. 1.5 million. When I clicked on it and saw what he was actually trending for, I was like, yo, people really, really got to find some, th- some better things to do with their time. Well, let's hear the audio. Not only have we had the conversation, <laughs> oh. we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. So this is one time oh, we no. go. I think this might have been after her 16th birthday. And this is what we do, like, you know, right after the birthday, we celebrate. You know, usually, like, the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts. I put a sticky note on the dope. Guy no. Tomorrow, 930. This is a great conversation starter. I love the fact that, you know, this started this conversation, but 1.5 million tweets, people. We have, an, we have another audio? Yep. Uh, parts of the audio. We'll sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And, you know, the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this so we can uh, <laughs> share information. Do you have is anything? Is there anything that you would not want me to know? Oh, okay. See, Doc, ain't no problem. Then they come and say, okay, uh, I just want you to know there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, other forms of athletic physical activity. Is she an athlete? No. I say, look, Doc. She's not. She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please. I love the conversation that we can have around this. A lot of great topics involved oh, in this Lord. one. You got fatherhood, you got patriarchy, you got sacred masculine, you got divine feminine. I'm ready to get into it. All right, well, let's talk let's about discuss. it. 800 585 What are your thoughts? Let's discuss. I have quite a few. Let's discuss, guys. All right, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so we do come I. Back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break, break, break it down. 800 585 The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about T.I. Now, T.I. says uh, during the interview, he said um, he goes to the gynecologist with his 18-year-old daughter every year to make no, sure no, 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 she's no, no, still no, a virgin. No. He said he'd been going with her since she was 16. Since she was 16. She's 18 now. I don't think that she needs him to go with her, him anymore. She's not a minor. Well, let's play the audio. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. We'll sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And, you know, the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. Then they come and say, okay, um, I just want you to know 
there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, other forms of athletic physical activity. Is she an athlete? No. I say, look, dog. She's not. She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please. So what are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Let's start with you, Yee. Well, of course, everybody should know this, but having your hymen broken, not broken, that has nothing to do with your virginity. You Correct. can have your hymen intact and have had sex, and you can have your hymen broken and still be a virgin. And I think women should be able to control their own bodies if she decides that she wants to have sex then she should be able to do that without somebody interfering with her and telling her what she can and can't be doing. The other issue I had was he said he doesn't do this with his sons. Right, so it's okay for you his son sons to do that and not, and not micromanage their your sex lives. Your sons don't go to the gynecologist. Right, but he doesn't also pressure them about not having sex. And he said that when he was asked about it in the interview, uh, what he said, I will definitely feel different about a boy than I will about a girl. And he does not give the same level of scrutiny to his sons when it comes to their sexual activity. So to me, that's treating people like, of course, there's a double standard there. But you should be able to educate and have conversations with your children. Who, and she's 18 years old, even well, no, from when she the, was 16. At the, at the time she was doing it, she was, he was, she was, he was, right, she was 16. Right, when she was 16, you should be able to have those conversations where you talk to your daughter about sex and sexual decisions that you want to make and what you decide to do with your body. Nobody else should be in control of what you do with your body. All right, what do you, what do you think, Charlamagne? Uh, I mean, I think it's a few things, man. I said, num uh, number one, what T.I. shouldn't have done is share his family business with these digital D-heads because now you're opening yourself up to a bunch of people having an opinion on you and your family and family business should be kept within the family. That's number one, right? But number two, we all know that, you know, uh, we have fathers who aren't in their kids' lives at all, so we give them hell for that. So I'm not going to be upset at a father for being overprotective because that's what this is, right? It's a classic example of a father being overprotective, right. you know? And, and and number three, you know, I have been doing a lot of work on myself. I go to therapy, but I also have a spiritual advisor, a sacred purpose coach, and we discuss things like sacred masculine and divine feminine. And to me, this is a prime example of your internal sacred masculine and divine feminine energies being out of balance. See, T.I. sacred masculine energy is looking like toxic masculine energy because there's no balance, right? Because the masculine qualities T.I. is displaying here are logic and reason and action and being firm and I would even say survival, but those qualities need to be balanced with the divine feminine qualities of nurturing, being gentle, emotional, and probably patience because I don't think T.I. was wrong. I just think it needs to be a balance of both the sacred masculine and divine feminine, and that's just something that we all need to explore more of. Well, I would say this. Uh, T.I. has the right to raise his daughter how he wants to raise his daughter. He is a father, and he is being protective. Mm -hmm. I do go to the doctor with my daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't ask uh, the doctor if a hymen was broken. Um, but I do go, and there's times where they, where my daughter has to fill out the information to find out what's going on in my daughter's life. And, yes, I am in my daughter's life. And, yes, I will tell her don't have sex until she's married. But she can do what she wants to do, and I want her to be as open as possible and, with and her. Listen, wait, wait, you can, and you can be in your daughter's life, and you don't, that doesn't mean you have to go to the doctor with her and, and see not? if her hymen is intact. But by, by the no, way, I'm saying that doesn't mean being in your daughter's life does not equal make sure her hymen's intact. And t that does not mean I'm in that, my daughter's I, life. I understand what y'all are saying when y'all say that but those are just semantics. At the end of the day, all of us as fathers are trying to keep our daughters from having sex Until for as long married. as possible. Ab absolutely. <laughs> right? That's just the truth to the matter. Absolutely. Like, you know, uh, whether we're being overprotective about it or not, and I know eventually, I've said this on this radio several times, yes, my daughter is going to have sex one day. You know why? Because I'm having sex with somebody's right. daughter. Envy, you had sex with somebody's daughter. We all married somebody's daughter. That is going to happen. Right. But if I can prevent her from doing that for as long as possible, 
I will absolutely try. And I'm not. And I would have been gonna, horrified if my father did that to me growing I'm, up. I'm I would have been horrified. I'm not gonna sit here alive. But you know, I took Gia's virginity. We've been married for 18 years. Been together for 25 years. But if I felt like I think Gia broke your hymen, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just wanted to say. But if I took, (laughs) but if I thought there was a possibility that my daughter would be having sex, and that I know me going to the doctor with her would stop her, or 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 maybe make her not have sex. Yes, I NBA, would go, you said and I would do it all the time. You said yes, something so real just now. Yes, I would. We don't know the context to this, right? Because right. at the time when he was doing this, she was like 16. How we know she wasn't, you know, running around with some little boy, right. uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's I, something that made him that paranoid. But, we're already naturally paranoid as fathers. But if I go to the doctor with my daughter every year and my daughter knows I go, that's going to encourage her not to have sex because she knows daddy going to be checking. And we're saying that she didn't have no control over her body, but uh, the doctor had to ask her to give the father permission, right? Yeah, that, wasn't, that wasn't real permission, though. <laughs> if I'm with you right there, you should also be able to have private conversations with your. You should also be able to have conversations with your gynecologist that is not going to be revealed because that's why you go to the doctor, right? There's some type of privacy there. Even when, when you're you go a minor, and have conversations, yeah, yeah and ask yeah. about anything. They don't release your records to anybody. Well, they're she, not supposed to do that. Well, that's if, a totally private thing. But if the doctor asked her and she said yes. Then what's the problem? Look, I didn't have no choice talking to the doctor without my parents there. And my daughter doesn't have a choice either. We all, we all at this doctor's appointment. I just think it's dangerous to me. tell young women that somebody else has control over what you do or don't do with your body. You have complete control over that. And if you decide that you I didn't want get that to from this conversation. No. I, I didn't lose your that. virginity, I, then you can. And nobody should tell you that you can't. Nobody should be checking to see if you have or if you haven't. So you telling me as a father. Right. Like I got three daughters. You telling right. me as a I father. I got three daughters. Because you just said we need to have the conversation about having uh, about birds and the bees with our daughters. Correct. I am supposed to encourage my daughter to have sex at 15 and 16 No, you're supposed old? to, you're supposed your to encourage her to, you're supposed you to encourage her to be able to have conversations with you and be open and honest with you about whatever so that you can have that uh, lines of communications open so you guys can talk to each other so she can come to you about anything. The conversation starts now. It Keep shouldn't be like, I'm scared. To- until you are married, well, okay, because you're going <laughs> to hell if you have sex before marriage. I know your mom and daddy did it, but we didn't know any better. Right. Okay? And these ain't Okay, so please keep your legs closed, baby girl. All right, until you find somebody that really loves you and wants to be with you. All right, I'm sorry, that's my take on it as a father. I, I just, I just think he's scaring the ish out of her. If you know. Every year, I'm going to go to the gynecologist with you to check your hymen. You're not going to have sex. You're not. <laughs> I'm just, it's, and it's you really, also don't want really to make, make women feel ashamed about sex I'm in their bodies because that affects... I'm not... Because he's using words to throw people off. You're saying women. She's 16, ye. At the time, she was 16. I just want my She's still a young woman. 16 is a young woman. I don't woman. want my 16-year-old daughter having sex. Even though I know the reality is she probably will, I don't want her to. You know why? You know why? Because I saw... I know how that affects you when you're young. I don't want and you also don't want her to be scared to come to you about it if it does happen. That's why you got to have a balance of divine, ma- of sacred masculine and divine feminine. Go to your mama with that. Because <laughs> your mama, mama going to know how to come to talk mama. to me about it. Because she's going to tell me later on anyway. That's right. And then I know how to talk to your mama, and then your mama can relay the messages to you. Okay? Because <laughs> right, I know you. I'm not going to handle this correctly yet. Because my divine feminine and sacred masculine have not balanced the way that they need to. I don't even know not what yet. divine feminine and masculine is, but all I know is I can't deal with it, man. Yes. Talk to your mama. Now let's open the phone lines for all people. All right. 800-585-1051 is the breakfast. Club, good morning. Divine masculine femininity and all that other ish. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. 
call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking T.I. Now, um, he said that uh, he would go to the gynecologist with his daughter, his 16-year-old daughter, to make sure that the hymen was intact, that she was still a virgin. So let's play some of the audio of him talking about it during the interview. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. We'll sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And, you know, the doctor is maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. Then they come and say, okay, uh, I just want you to know there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, other forms of athletic physical activity. Is she not? No. I say, look, dog. She's not. She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please. Well, let's go straight to the phone. So we said a lot during the last break, and I ain't going back and forth with you about this. Hello, who's this? My name's Valerie. Hey, Valerie. What do you think about T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter to check her hymen? I think it's really gross. I think that he, like, wants to hold his daughter's virginity, really. I think that he's got some masculinity issues with that. Listen, I do think that it needs to be a better balance between sacred masculine and divine feminine. That I do agree with. Uh, but I just cannot knock a father for being overprotective of his daughter because that's all he's really doing. He wants his daughter to be a virgin as long as possible, even though we know that's not the reality of the situation. Somebody is eventually going to trick your daughter into giving up some. Okay? But I don't want that for as long as possible. I, I mean, I, I would say the same thing. I mean, if my daughter was around a boy and I thought that maybe she was getting a little too close with the boy and I wanted to encourage her not to have sex, that might be a scare tactic. I would rather have had, and I had this whole conversation yesterday. We had this own every piece discussion, which was all about sexuality and owning your body and owning yourself and having these open conversations. I think what really works best is when your parents can come to you and have these open conversations about sex and what it's all about and what happens. And if you make these decisions, here's what's going to happen and come to me and talk to me about anything. Thing. This is part of the open conversation, though, right? T.I. telling no, his daughter, really, I don't want you to have sex. That doesn't <laughs> sound very open. It is open. Hello, who's this? Liza. Hey, what's up, Liza? Now, we're talking about T.I. and him going to his gyne- going to the gynecologist with his daughter. What are your thoughts? Um, I think it's highly uh, inappropriate and disrespectful and a, kind of a violation. When I was 13, my mom kind of surprised me with a, a visit to the gynecologist. She didn't tell me where I was going or what I was going for. And when I got there, it was an extremely kind of scary situation. You know, I didn't know who this guy, I didn't even know what a gynecologist was at that point. Um, and I think, you know, Charlamagne mentioned like divine masculine, divine feminine. I think it's really about respecting a person's body and just guiding them through the process of life and just not being controlling. You know, especially right. for a dad, there's a different type of way to kind of guide your children through the topic of sex. And just, I mean, it's a natural process. So I think to control it is super, you know, it's definitely a violation. And, and you're right. And that's why, you. you know, when it comes to those divine feminine qualities, you know, it's, it's a lot of them. But, you know, nurturing, being gentle, emotional, and, and patience is what I think, you know, T.I. might have been lacking in this situation. Hello, who's this? Lisa. Hey, Lisa, what do you think about T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter and, and uh, making sure hymen's intact? There's nothing wrong with it. I have three daughters. If they daddy would have went to the doctor with them a few times, it might have made my life a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we we knock men for not being in their kids' lives, and then when you got a guy like T.I. who's being overprotective, we knocking him for that. Like... I didn't know you could. I didn't know as a daddy I could. What if? What if there is no wife in the in the life? I know. 
life and I'm the dad. I got sole custody. I'm, I can't take my daughter to the gynecologist. What are we saying? Of course here? you can, but you're not. But I don't think you should make a, a, a woman feel ashamed about sex. That's all. Like Man. it's a shameful thing. Yeah, whatever. I got three daughters. I'm definitely making my teen, my daughters feel ashamed about sex when they're teenagers. It will actually affect them in relationships later in life, and a lot of women will tell you that. When they turn 18, they can make their own decisions. But when they're 15, 16, no, I don't want them having sex. 800-585-1051. Call us up. What are your thoughts? We're talking T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter at 16 and making sure her hymen was intact to make sure she wasn't having sex. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about T.I. Yes. Now, he uh, went to the gynecologist for the last couple of years with his daughter while she was 16, and he was just checking her hymen, make sure she wasn't having sex. So let's hear, let's play a clip of the audio. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. We'll sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And you know, the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. Then they come and say, okay, uh, I just want you to know there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, other forms of athletic physical activity. Is she an athlete? No. I say, look, dog. She's not. She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please. So 800-585-1051. We're asking, what are your thoughts? Now, Steve and you know what? Demon. He doesn't. He doesn't do this with his sons, which is crazy. You, can't you only check do this your with your daughters. You no, but you can ask them. You can. You can tell them. You can also tell them not to have sex. We know that a double standard exists. It just is what it is. I don't know what to and tell that's you. That's how people go out in the world and they start thinking that men have a different. Uh, they have more opportunities and other things that they can do that women can't do. And you're teaching them that at a young <laughs> what? age. Because of sex? No. Listen, I wouldn't want my little sons, 15 and 16, having sex either. You know why? Because I don't want them to get some little girl pregnant because they ain't got no goddamn money. And guess who going to end up having to take care of that child? Me. So, yes, I would be telling my ch- my son the same thing. You better If you're out here doing what you're doing, you better wear condoms. And I'd be telling my daughter, hey, I don't want you to have sex, but if you're out here doing what you're doing, you better make sure these little boys are protecting, be protecting themselves because I ain't taking care of no other babies. Well, I'll have a conversation. Just don't have sex. How about that? I'm with that, too. Period. No, no, no nothing. There's no sex in this house. But you're not going to check her hymen, right? You're not going to have her hymen checked. That, that's how y'all acting. My daughter's y'all hymen. acting no, like T.I. was checking his daughter's hymen on, on his own. That's how y'all acting with this situation. No, he, Instead of having a productive conversation he's not. about patriarchy and divine feminine and sacred masculine. But, but he's a father and he can raise his kids the way that he wants and I'm not mad at it. I'm, yes. I, I wouldn't do the same, but I'm not, I'm not I wonder mad how Deja feels about it. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, Tasha? Hi, yes. Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning. How do hey, you feel Tasha. about T.I. checking his uh, daughter's hymen? Man, shut up. That's not what happened. Y'all, I'm not going to let y'all do that to my my guy right, now. Let me rephrase That's that. not right. How do you feel about T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter to check the time and to make sure she wasn't uh, having sex? Because that's how rumors get started. By noon today, it'll be T.I. checking his daughter's time. Nobody thinks that. I don't see a problem with it, honestly. Why? The reason why is because I think that it's beautiful that a father is actively involved in the conversation of his child's sex life. I think it's beautiful he's going to the doctor with his child, and I also think it's beautiful that he's instilling his own values within his own family. That's his child. I agree. So the fact that he is wanting to promote and to encourage his daughter to be a virgin, if you think about in society, what is virginity? Virginity is nothing. There's no value behind it. So the fact that he is doing that with his daughter, it's showing his daughter that he values virginity, he values her body, and that will then correlate to her to also value her body and value her virginity as well. And that's also you think he like should I do said. that? You think he should do that with his sons or only with his daughter? 
I do, but that's another conversation. So for this one, we're talking about his daughter, but I also feel like that should be a conversation with his son as well as with his daughter. I think it's a scare tactic because if I tell my daughter I'm coming with you every year, you're going to think about having sex. you be like, no, my dad's going to be there. He's going to know, so may- maybe I'll wait. And that's, that's, a better, that's how I feel. And that's a better that's scare tactic. Having your hymen intact does not mean that you're a virgin. We know that, but we know what he's trying to do. He's just trying to keep her, he's trying to keep her being a virgin. We know that. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? What's hey, up? I agree with T.I. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, you guys. I agree with T.I. with that, man. I got an 11-year-old daughter. Uh, last week, I got a call. She said she got a boyfriend. Her brother snitched on her. She got her phone took him. That's why she hasn't been answering me. And uh, I kind of agree with him on that. Um, you know, my hairline went back an inch when I heard that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been looking for the, I've been looking for the Tiger Tory recipe online since then. I've been like, damn, what? Thank you, but, uh, bro. Yeah, you guys have a great morning, man. Have a good one, man. Have a great one. All right. Let's go to one more line. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? Envy, it's your boy, Melo. Melo, what's up, man? What you think about T.I. going to the gynecologist with his daughter and making sure her hymen was intact? That man is bugging. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, he has some serious control issues. And on top of that, there's too many factors to, like, determine if she's actually still a virgin. What if she messes with somebody who's not really that equipped and her hymen ain't real? Man, shut up, man. Goodbye, man. And, <laughs> and what, if, what does virginity even mean? If you do oral sex, are you still a virgin? I don't want my daughter sucking no either, ye. <laughs> All of this is the same thing. I don't want this until Goodness. she's old enough to make these own decisions, Goodness right? gracious. Jesus. All right. Listen, this is the moral of the story, Goodness and the reality gracious. is every woman you love in your life is eventually going to have sex. Oral and otherwise, all right? There's nothing we can do about it. And yes, us as men, we are going to look extremely crazy being overprotective, trying to prevent our daughters from having sex. But that don't mean that we're not going to try. I'm I'm trying to keep my daughters, you know, from having sex for as long as possible. I got three. Me too. All right? But I'm just telling you. But I'm doing both. My daughters and son. I don't want them to have sex until... I don't have no sons yet, but I'm just telling you we need balance, okay? We need balance between the sacred masculine and divine feminine. I encourage everybody to go out there and do your Googles and look up what sacred masculine and divine feminine is because you have masculine qualities and you have divine feminine qualities. And I think right now, T.I. is just lacking some of the divine feminine qualities like nurturing, being gentle, emotional, and and, and probably patience. But I, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. All right. Up next is your rumors. You got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll talk about Whitney Houston. Her best friend, Robin Crawford, is opening up finally on their love affair that everyone kind of knew about. All right, and also next hour, Ask Yee. So if you want to get on the phone lines, if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee right now, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Chris Brown. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Well, Chris Brown's yard sale appears to be a big hit. Now, the yard sale started yesterday. They said there were no issues. The LAPD did try to shut it down at first, but fortunately, it didn't happen. He can do whatever he wants to do on his own property, and that could be selling whatever items he wants. And a lot of people are speaking out about the things that they purchased. One person said he spent nearly $500 on vintage items, and it was probably worth $3,000 for what he paid $500 for. And another excited buyer was trying to make some money reselling the items that he purchased. I thought that so was the so line smart. is crazy. I thought that mm-hmm. was so smart and dope. I wanted to do that. Uh, 
I think like two years ago. I have so much clothes and so many sneakers that I don't wear no more. My wife wouldn't let me do it. She was like, you're not going to put your address out there. But I was like, babe, everybody has an address anyway. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you had your house for sale. Your address was everywhere. Right. You could consider your address, though, if you have it under, you don't have to be under your name. LLC. Like, yeah, it could be an LLC. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, also, Chris Brown has parties at his house all the time. Like, so many people know his address. It's not and he's a been secret. Ro- and he's been, his house has been broken into twice. Everybody already knows where he lives at. I thought that was so smart. That, that's dope. That's a good idea. You hire a few more shooters, you know, and you keep it moving. All right. And, By um, shooters, I mean security. Correct. Let's yes. talk about Whitney Houston. Her best friend, Robin Crawford, is finally opening up about their situation and what their relationship was. And she has her own memoir coming out seven years after Whitney tragically passed away. She said, I'd come to the point where I felt the need to stand up for our friendship. And I felt an urgency to stand up and share the woman behind the incredible talent because there was nobody closer to Whitney Houston than her best friend, Robin Crawford. And they said uh, she was. Also in the early 80s, Whitney Houston's romantic partner, something that she has never, ever spoken about until now. So her powerful new memoir is called A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston. And there's excerpts now available online where she basically talks about uh, the first moment that she saw Whitney when she was 19 and Whitney was almost 17 in 1980 when they were both counselors at a summer camp in East Orange, New Jersey. She told her, I'm going to look out for you. And she did that for the next 20 years of her life as Whitney Houston became the huge superstar. She said, we wanted to be together. And that meant just us. Whitney ended the physical part of their relationship early on, soon after she signed a record deal with Clive Davis at Arista. She broke the news by giving her a a gift, a slate blue Bible one day in 1982. She said, we shouldn't be physical anymore because it would make our journey even more difficult. She said, if people found out about us, they would use this against us. And back in the 80s, that's how it felt. So she said, I kept it safe. I found comfort in my silence. Uh, I just wanted to record the show for uh, Wendy Williams was saying that for years on the radio. And catching a lot of heat for it, but she was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess, guess you also don't want to out people if that's not what they want. Oh, to they're do. not ready, right? Well, she definitely was outing people. That's what she definitely. Yeah, because Whitney Houston's mother, you know, they were concerned about that as well, just because Whitney's mom was so heavy into the church. She's a gospel singer, so there was a lot of reasons why they felt like they had to keep that under wraps. Oh no, yeah, I'm with you. I just think it's wild that you know she was catching heat for saying that because it just makes me think that damn, some of you rapper secrets are going to come out soon enough too. Mm-hmm. Now, our girl Latham Thomas, right, uh, from Mama Glow, she actually just texted me and she said uh, she wanted she had strong feelings about the conversation we were having about T.I. and about his daughter Deja. She said that is a violation of her bodily autonomy. T.I. is wrong, as well as a doctor coercing her to fill out a form to allow her father access to non-medical information is illegal. And it's unethical to share that information with a parent. She has unalienable rights to autonomy over her own body. This is how they treated us during chattel slavery, examined our bodies without our consent. That was her message that she wanted me to read. On the air. Who said All she right. was coerced, though? Where are, we, where are we coming to these conclusions that she was coerced? Coerced. That? Coerced, Mom, whatever the word just is. Just reading that message that she sent. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about Wendy Williams and Charlemagne. They have finally reunited. Aww. And... I know you had said you were going to reach out to uh, an olive, olive branch out to her, and Wendy Williams had said that you actually asked her to go to dinner to have a sit-down. Well, you guys that finally hooked up, and here's... You saying she lied about that? Yeah, well, she, she put Wendy sauce on it. That's not what happened, but continue. Well, Wendy also talked about you on her show. Yesterday, um, I had a very nice afternoon with a longtime friend of mine. Charlemagne. Oh, let me tell you something, honey. I can only take Charlemagne in small doses. True. <laughs> because... The, the banter of the back and forth and knowing each other for so many years. You know, I met him when he was still a DJ in Down South. 
and I brought him to New York. I said, look, you sit next to me and you make with that funny. And, and the rest is history. But small doses, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, he is a mess. True. He made me cry. True. He teared up. Wrong. You teared We're up. We're talking about people Soft. and situations. You teared up. True. Talked about who's the donkey of the day. Fact. Uh, or the year. Fact. Or of life. Dudu Brown. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. You cry? No. She definitely cried. You teared? No. She said you teared. That's not, that did not happen. You teared? What you teared Why you deny everything? Who denied everything? He was tearing I, I up. You tear. reached out. Listen. Literally, literally, the, oh, you got on sweatpants. Don't hug me with sweatpants on. Lean in a little bit. Put a little pelvic on my shoulder. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, literally, li literally the whole conversation is me saying uh, something to Wendy and her telling me to shut the F up, Charlamagne. That's our whole conversation. I tell her the truth about something and she knows I'm right and she'll tell me shut the F up. That's our relationship. Always has been and probably always will be. But when did you cry? I did not cry. It He's was, crying now. Not at all. <laughs> I, will, I will say, though, that picture she posted of us, that wasn't a real picture, though. I, that was actually me holding up one of her wigs. I saw people saying that online, and y'all were absolutely correct. You don't see none of her limbs or nothing in the picture. That's just hair. So where were you when you had a wig? Wendy keeps wigs on her all the time. She has guys It that, looked like you were crying people, in that picture. She has people that carry, that carry, carry her wigs, wigs around. around. Yeah. That's dope. You didn't know that? Nope. Yeah, she keeps three different wigs with her at all times. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor I report. Know, I think that's dope. That's rich people stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you we gonna have to start doing that soon. I got no damn fake hair, man. I knew he was going to say that. I knew that's where it was going. My hair, my hair's you real, You're going to have to start it. carrying around different wigs soon. Shut that's up. Different, that's a different wig uh, today than the one you've been wearing all week. <laughs> Yo, it's, the, it's, it's my is. hair. It's more even. Because I made that comment to you the other day. I told you that it looked like you had a little small Gumby. Like, the plugs was off a little bit. But now the plugs are a little the bit more straight even. straight now. It's yeah. my real hair, What did you do to it yesterday? Be honest. I just got a haircut. See? That's it. Oh, a liar. I just got a haircut. We go to the same barbershop. Ask when you go. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? You know, uh, Florida needs to come to the front of the congregation this morning. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll yes. get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitchy. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Yes, uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, November 7th goes to two people, okay? A Florida man named Rodney Jermaine Joyner and another Florida person who I don't know their name, but we will get to them later, okay? Rodney is from your state we love called Florida. What does your Uncle Charlotte always say about Florida, man? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and not a week goes by that we are not reminded of this fact. Now, Rodney is 36 years old, and he was arrested in connection to a robbery that happened on the campus of Florida State University. Drop on the clues bombs for Florida State. What's happening, Seminoles? Okay. Now, what had happened was a student was stabbed in the back of the head during a robbery, and the FSU police department said that uh, it was Rodney who did it. Now, the victim told police he gave in because he saw the knife, so he let Rodney take his phone from his pocket and gave him the password. The victim said Joyner freaked out a little bit after he told him he needed help. Mm, a compassionate criminal, okay? And he said Rodney freaked out when he saw the blood coming from the back of his head. Ugh, why so much compassion from this criminal? And the victim told police that he told Rodney his mother died three weeks ago so he could take whatever he wanted 
And that also made Rodney feel bad. Very interesting, right? All of this compassion coming from Rodney. I need you all to pay attention to how Rodney goes in and out of his criminal behavior, okay? How this compassion comes in and out because this is important. Because Rodney says that there was a reason he was doing this robbery in the first place. Things weren't necessarily in his control. Really pay attention to this news report. Let's go to WCTV CBS 6 for the report, please. Covering Florida State now, President John Thrasher saying this afternoon he has full confidence in the university's police department after a student was robbed and attacked at Knife Point. This is the fourth incident in just about four weeks. FSU police say Rodney Joyner sat in a car near Gilchrist Hall early Monday morning. After about 20 minutes, they say he got out, eventually running and tackling a student from behind. Officers say Joyner held him down with a knife, eventually leaving the student bleeding with a gash in the back of his head. Police say Joyner stole the victim's phone. Additionally, Rodney Jermaine Joyner told police he believed a Haitian girl he had been seeing placed a voodoo curse on him, causing him to act strange and possibly hurt the victim. FSU Police Chief Terry Brown says the university investing $7 million into campus safety enhancements over the past five years. She says things like increased patrols, cameras on campus, and license plate readers helped officers nab Joyner Monday. Okay, okay. Remember, I told you in the beginning that it was two people getting donkey of the day. We already know Rodney Jermaine Joyner. That's obvious, okay? It's obvious. He stabbed a poor college student in the back of, it, of the head and robbed him for just the phone, all right? But this part of the news story that Joe Barlett from WOR said is very important. Let's hear it. Additionally, Rodney Jermaine Joyner told police he believed a Haitian girl he had been seeing placed a voodoo curse on him, causing him <gasps> to act strange and possibly hurt the victim. Can't no campus security stop that Haitian voodoo, all right? To the sweet, sweet Haitian sister who has a chicken bone buried with, with Rodney's hair on it, please let him go, all right? Please, somebody wash Rodney's head, remove the negative magic, okay? This man needs a spiritual bath because I have absolutely no reason not to believe him. When he says a Haitian woman, put that voodoo on him, all right? But you have to tone the spell down because it's causing him to hurt innocent people. Now, question for all my Haitian women. Serious question. If you take a piece of DJ Envy's hair plug, right, and you put a spell on it, who gets hit with that whammy? Because you wouldn't want to waste a good spell on an innocent person, right? Well, that's what you're doing with Rodney Jermaine Joyner. If he deserves some voodoo, understandable, that's y'all business. But we don't need any innocent people harmed during this process. So please, sister, free Rodney from that curse or remix it so only he is affected. Okay, now, I started to say please give Rodney Jermaine Joyner and the young woman in Florida who put voodoo on him the sweet sounds and the Hamiltons. But I'm going to remove the young Haitian woman in Florida from out of this donkey. I'm just giving some words of encouragement to let her know to remix her spell and put it on just Rodney, okay? So please give Rodney Jermaine Joyner the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey <laughs> of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I'm serious. My Haitian sisters, hit me up on social media, at uh, God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. I really want to know, if you take a piece of DJ Envy's hair plug, or uh, if you take a piece of a woman's wig or a woman's weave, and you put that Haitian voodoo on it, wh wh who was the magic 
affect? Well, I would it, like to know. It would affect me because it's my real hair. No, it's not. I just want to put that stop, out there. Stop, I would affect me stop, because it's my real hair. Stop, I don't stop, know about the wigs and everything else stop, that you talk about, but stop. if you take DJ Envy's hair, stop. it would affect DJ Envy. Stop. Rashawn Casey. That's stop. me. That's Rashawn Casey. DJ Envy are actually two different people. Stop. All right. Stop. All right. Well, that donkey today was interesting. Thank yes, you. It was. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Up Thank next, you. Thank ask you. Thank you, Thou of Nice Toupee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. We got Ryan on the line. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Hey, brother, what's your question for Yeezy? Hey, man, uh, my wife's birthday is next month, December the 17th, and I really want to surprise her, but my schedule is, like, always the same, so mm-hmm. I can't change anything without her knowing. You mean, you can't, can you take a vacation from work? Well, it's more so about my, my wife. Um, she's a dance, she dances, she teaches um, skills choreography classes. Uh-huh. So what I wanted to do is to host an event where she, all those dancers come out and actually perform some of her work for her as a surprise. That'd be dope. That's dope. But it's hard to orchestrate that when, if I, you know, get off schedule by 30 minutes, she's like, hey, I noticed you were 30 minutes off today. So what you do is you act like you're going to do something else so that she knows that, you know, you are leaving early because y'all are supposed to go do something, and then you take her there instead. Okay, what about the planning of it? There's a lot of planning. I was trying to figure out how to get, you know. Is there anybody that you're you're close to that uh, can help you plan it, that knows her and knows all the dancers and all of that? Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking about reaching out to one of the dancers. I don't actually know them personally because most of them are women. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they know me because I do a videography piece. Yeah, I think you should actually get their involvement, too. That'll help you a lot. And uh, she'll appreciate that. Sometimes when people try to plan things, like I know when my boyfriend surprises me, he has to go through my friends a lot. And that's what makes things a lot easier to do. So just go through some of the dancers, figure out who you think would be good at organizing, get a couple of them, and you guys can communicate just about that and getting the surprise together. And then you tell her you're taking her somewhere else, and then that day it actually ends up being that and she'll be completely thrown off. All right. Hey, well, I want to shout my wife out because she she has... Are you sure? Because now she's going to know about the surprise if you shout her out right now. No. No. See, I, I I work in a truck, so I listen all day. She don't listen unless I tell her to. So okay. She's not. She yeah. She's not that type of person I listen to. Uh, so she feel like she's too busy. <laughs> but all right, well, um, shout her out. All right, I want to thank my beautiful wife for all she's done for me. Um, exposed beauty is the um, it's a dance thing. You can look her up on Instagram under xb underscore joe. All right, and y'all don't go and ruin the surprise if you look her up on Instagram. I saw yesterday on Instagram, everybody was under uh, Stove's comments, Big Stove, and leaving comments for him. And so just don't ruin the surprise. (laughs) All right, good luck, brother. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you, Thank you, guys. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Ivy. Hey, Ivy. What's your question for Yee? Hi. So this is, I'm calling for part two of yesterday's question with the um, oh, yes. little cheese shebango. Yeah. Well, so, give an update. But before you talk, give an update what happened yesterday, Yee, for people who didn't tune in. So yesterday your yeah. boyfriend called, right? And he says that he cheated on you and you guys are still haven't gotten past that. And then you cheated on him. Correct. Kind of. Okay. Kind of. Uh-oh, okay. kind of. So, first, I want to say, we weren't arguing yesterday, because you guys thought we were arguing. He initially was calling for the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but John <laughs> fixed the segment by the time he got in. So, I was on FaceTime, and he was like, oh, my God, what should I ask them? I'm like, all right, let's ask about the chicken shebangle. So, we don't, like, we got past it to a certain point. Like, I would say, first of all, it did not go the way that he, that he said it went. Okay, okay it tell me. I know it didn't. It was a continuous cheating thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start off with that. Okay. So, um, basically, when when I like had enough, I did what I did, and with him, I had to find out through his phone or something like that. But with me, I came out and I told him because I was like, you know, I felt that's it. I felt all different types of emotions that I never felt before because that was my first time cheating on somebody. So mm-hmm. then I told him, and I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry. Like I know that. It, it, it was playing tricks on me because it's like, why am I sorry for cheating on somebody that cheats on me, right? But I'm like, I, I brought it to him and like, he did it, forgive me. He says he did, but he did it. He okay. brings it up a lot, you know? And mm-hmm. I people, we don't really argue. We throw it like a shade, like, oh, you out there with a girl? Oh, you out there with a guy like that? But those digs like still that. hurt, right? Because I'm sure it annoys you when he says it to you. And when you say it to him, there's a little truth in it too. Yeah, I know. It's truth in both times we say it. But I know it's like, you know, we try to say it in a funny way to get past it. But It's never funny. <laughs> right. Like, it's not. Y'all got to stop with that particular joke with each other. Because it can yeah, get mean. So, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And here's the thing. Of course, cheating is never right. He also probably feels like you guys are kind of even now. And so he thinks, okay, I did it and now you did it. So now we're even. And I'm sure he brings it up because he probably feels guilty about what he did as well. So maybe he feels like this justifies him, which it doesn't, right? Because I know I'm sure you regret having done that at all. And that's why you even told him. Because it didn't make you feel any better. No, it did not. So... The truth is, have you forgiven him? Because I know I asked you that yesterday and you couldn't really answer it. So, um, to a certain extent, I've forgiven him because I tried to forgive him, but it's like when a situation is continuous, it's like you weren't really sorry. Like, it's not like it was just this one time he was staying in Connecticut. It was multiple times. Okay, but you have decided to stay with him? Uh, in, a, in a way, you could say. Yeah. You're, you guys are together, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you can't hold on to what happened in the past. If you've made the decision that I'm still going to try to work this out with you, do you believe him now? Do you think he's cheating now? Yes, that's why we can't move forward. All right, well, then that's the real issue. It's not necessarily just what happened in the past that you've decided to move move forward with him. It's that you still think he's cheating. Why do you think he's cheating now? Because, look, so you tell me if I'm wrong for feeling this way, right? If, if I get in the car with you, you put your phone on, do not disturb, they did that. Okay, that's like what? Strike two is every time, like, when he's on the phone with his friends, he has to, like, you know, say something specific to me so they can know who he's on the phone with. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, like, certain things, like, little things like that. I just, it's like... I those are triggers. Those are triggers for you. So it makes me feel yeah. like I don't... Yeah. All right. So what you guys need to do is set up some...
you need to set up some parameters, okay, for both of you. And you need to listen to what he has to say. He should listen to what you have to say. And if he can achieve those things, then you guys should agree that it's time to move forward. If he can't do those things that will make you comfortable, then that's not the person for you. I would tell him, it would make me feel comfortable if when we get in the car, you don't put your phone on, do not disturb anymore. I understand letting people know that you're with somebody. because, And so he won't do it? He, he was like, okay, he was like, all right, I see what you mean. And then, like, you know, he has acknowledged the things that I say as me not being delusional, but then he'll continue to do those things. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you have to show that your behavior is different now and that you're working towards something. And if he can't hit those goals, then I would I would feel like he doesn't really want to be with me because he has to make an effort. He cheated. Now he's trying to get back together with you. You cheated. And I'm sure there's things that he wants you to do so he feels more comfortable. And you have to be open to that as well. But if you guys can't respect right. each other enough to really work towards that, then I don't see where this is going to go. Because how can you trust and forgive somebody if they're not doing the things that will help you trust and forgive them? Right. So that's where we all speak together because we need some counseling. Yeah, absolutely, you guys do. <laughs> that's what it seems like. So I definitely recommend if that's something you're very serious about, then yes, y'all need some couples counseling. However, I do feel like when somebody cheats and gets caught, whatever you have to do to make that person feel comfortable, if you want to be with them, you just have to do it. Right. All right. Well, I wish you luck. Thank you. Thank you, Ivy, for checking back in with us after yesterday. <laughs> All right. Bye. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Nicki Minaj. Now people were upset about a tweet that she posted yesterday that has to do with press. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so do you have any idea what celebrity has granted the most Make-A-Wish Foundation wishes? This person granted over 600 of them. I don't hmm. even know what that means. What does that mean? I'm not sure who. You don't know what Make-A-Wish is? I know what Make-A-Wish Foundation is, but what does it mean to make a wish to the Make-A-Wish Foundation? When you grant, when you become a wish granter, you actually go places, you go to the hospital and you grant the wishes for the kids. So like for celebrities, a lot of times, you might want to Yeah, so you basically you're giving donations. It's charity. And it's not just donations, yeah. you show up. Right. So that's a big deal. So if a kid is like, oh, I've always wanted to meet uh, James Harden and he shows up to the hospital that you're a wish you granted that wish Correct. so it is a, a time consuming thing but it's a crazy thing because you know imagine being a critically ill child and then the biggest celebrity that you've ever wanted to meet or something you've always wanted happens for you that's something that gives kids hope and it brings a smile to their face so who's the biggest so one? John Cena oh that's cool the rock no, yes, rock. he said. The rock. Yeah, 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 I get you it. Just the rock. Him no, the man, rock. John Cena is not the oh Rock. That's two different people. <laughs> they all look alike. That's a, no, that's actually no, they don't all look alike. Yes, they do. The I Rock is like believe. Samoan in something, and John Cena is a white man. They're all restless. <laughs> We're trying to do a positive story. You just ruined it. Ruined. Okay. It. You agreed. I said, yeah, the Rock. You said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you tore the toe too. Oh my God! I didn't even know what you were saying. I was trying to get on with the story. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Now, John Cena actually credits WWE for getting him involved in the first place. And so he said uh, he went from a scrawny kid who was bullied to a record-breaking 16-time WWE world champion to a bona fide movie star. And now he's the person that has granted more than 600 kids' wishes. He discovered it when he was a rookie in the WWE back in 2002. He said, my first make-a-wish, I was kind of shuffled. It wasn't for me. I think the person wanted to meet another superstar. But the WWE does a great job of like, hey, there's a make-a-wish kid in this room. Can you come say hello? 
So a bunch of people are shuttled in to say hello to a young fan. So he said he got shuttled in and, you know, he started talking about Make-A-Wish and then he realized it was one of the coolest things. He said, we've all experienced the joy of giving a gift for the holidays where you just nail it. That's the same gift I get in giving back to people's lives and being able to give them wonderful emotional moments. That's dope that he does that. Yeah, I think it's. I work with Make a Wish too, so I thought that was an amazing story, and I didn't know he was the one that does it the most out of anybody. So I don't shout watch, out to John Cena. Yeah, I don't watch wrestling, but I know the kids love wrestling, so I know that's that's always. John he also acts. Yeah, yeah, he also acts. So people know him from that as well. Remember the All whole right, Tony Ayo Tony Ayo dance? That mm-hmm. that was John Cena. All right, now let's talk about Nicki Minaj and some controversy with that. She had posted on Twitter. She said, what the white people post is greater than uh, the blacks only post a few seconds where I raise my voice to push their narrative. And then she promoted that Queen Radio was coming back. So she has since deleted that tweet. And, uh, you know, she basically is saying that she feels like black media just glorifies her most unflattering moments. And they take that one soundbite that makes her look bad and... You know, the pro- I don't think that just black people do that, though. I think that happens in media in general. A lot of people do that. I mean, that's, so what, that's, people- that, that's what this whole tabloid media has been based on. That's what TMZ was founded on. That's what TM- Perez yeah. Hilton was founded on. Like, they don't report good stories. <laughs> they just don't. They report the negative. Think about back in the day when all of them white girls was getting caught with no panties on, popping out of cars from paparazzi. Like, that mm-hmm. was a big thing. Like, they always going to take the most unflattering, messy stuff and put it front page news. If it bleeds, it leads. That's all right, now- the news way. Ray J is trying to get Suge Knight released from prison. He's hoping to get him a pardon. So they say he's been in secret talks with the Trump administration in an an attempt to get that pardon for Suge Knight, who's serving a 28-year prison sentence for murder. We'll see if that can happen. Some people say he's taking that cue from Kim Kardashian and seeing what she's using her celebrity for as far as getting people out, and he's hoping to get Suge Knight out of jail. I'm telling you right now, Kim Kardashian blocking all that. Kim Kardashian like, look, uh, Donald Trump, it's this guy named Ray J. (laughs) All right, he's going to be calling you he might offer you a bunch of scooty bikes for the white house you know he's going to offer you ask you about getting some people out don't listen to him he's a bad guy don't answer that call now i know y'all love to hear some new drake so drake is now on a remix from this brazilian artist kevin O'Chris. uh it's a song called ela a i can only say it wrong do tipo but anyway that's the song and i know y'all want to hear a little bit of drake uh so let's do it First time i saw you i wasn't thinking of you and i i was just thinking of i First time we both was at my place It was a couple years late, but it was fate And I think you feel good about it So now we end up in this place we both hate And I think it takes a sacrifice Not fair, it's not right, it's impractical For you to leave that man and come and just be mine Try, you won't even try It's simple, it's simple so Drake was in Brazil. He headlined their Rock and Rio festival over the summer. So I'm sure he got inspired and met a lot of people while he was there. So there I'm you just, go. I'm you Angela mean, Yee. Hmm. I'm just never going to be into Drake singing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think he's such a phenomenal rapper. I don't knock him for it, though, because if you ever go to one of his shows, which I've been to before, you see why he does it. Like, that's what makes him the big, huge artist he is. But I'm just never going to be into it. It just really sounds like somebody driving with the windshield wipers going real slow and it's not even raining. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor I'm telling report. you, if you play that acapella, dogs will start hollering. Stop I it. promise no, they won't. you. No, they won't. I promise you. All right. You. Thank you for that, John. Thank you for the rumors. Now, uh, let me say happy birthday to my godmother, Leon. She lives out in Atlanta. She listens every morning. Happy birthday, mama. And everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your requesting right now. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Primo, DJ Premier. Welcome, yes, sir. Yes, yes. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yes, sir. <laughs> New Gangstar album. Yeah. One of the really? best yet. Yes. You know, you know. last time I came, you asked me, was there anything? And I was like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you lied. Yeah. You were being a politician. Yeah, I was being a politician. Yeah, you definitely lied. Yeah, I didn't lie. I, I just did not tell the truth. Why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> We've used that line a lot of times on our women. Uh, I did not lie. I just did not tell the truth. There you go. There you go. But why didn't you not tell the truth then? Because at that time, I didn't know where the circumstance was going to end up because they were being in the hands of someone else, which was his business partner before he passed away. Mm -hmm. And with all the controversy going on and whatnot, it was like, you know what? Until you have things in order to where you can make your next move, you got to be silent until... You pull your own trigger. Now, you actually bought his verses and songs from the old business partner? Yes. Now, how did that go about? Because y'all were a team. I'm sure you had stuff. How, how did he own that and not the family? Exactly. We had to go to court. Um, his family took him, took him to court. So was he receptive when you were trying to buy these records, or was it a problem? No, nah, my manager, Ian Schwartzman, big up to him. He was what the one up, that, Ian? Yeah, Ian was like, look, I don't have an emotional detach attachment to this like you do, so let me... See if I can communicate because he knew I didn't want to. So what? So how much did it? Well, I don't, I don't want to say. How, well, how much did it cost? And how much time did it take to actually? It took ten years, right? Was it ten years? Uh, legal it battle, took seven. Right? No, the the uh, the legal battle started like right after he passed, which okay. was nine years ago, and it took seven years for me to get the music. Wow! So you, bought, you bought it from the business partner, not the family. Right. No, the the family and I are all joined together still. We we have Gangstar Enterprises. So it's Guru's son, who's nineteen. He was nine when he passed. Uh, shout out to KC. His name is Keith Elam as well. And uh, so it's Keith, uh, his son, Justin, <clears throat> Trish, uh, uh, Guru's uh, son's mother, and myself. What made Guru <clears throat> even sign his vocals over to that guy, though? Who knows? Well, how do we know that he really that's did that? That's what I'm saying. They're saying they don't know if it's true, that maybe yeah. he just forged it allegedly. That, that's I don't think you would do that. Well, in the courts, uh, there, there was, the, the, the documents showed that, that there was forgery. And that there was, uh, wow. there was and that uh, he even lied on the oath and said that there's no music at all. And I'm and I'm telling his sister. His sister kept stressing me, we need to do a movie about y'all's life because it's so crazy. I'm like Trish, I think the first thing we need to do is focus on getting the music. She's like, there's no way you're gonna get it. And I'm, she said, yeah, you know, there's no way you're gonna get it. I was like, I can feel it in my soul that I am. She's How did like, y'all finally get it, though? How did he just say, you know what, he, I'm gonna sell it to y'all? Ian uh, approaches his attorney mm -hmm. and said that. You know, suppose there's some some music because later on in court he finally said he did have some, but now it's about how do we get it to me? Right. So he's like, suppose a fee of some sort was was given to get him. The lawyer was like, uh, it's, it's a possibility. So I said, well, first thing I need to do is hear them to make sure they're not rhymes I heard because I have a very good DJ memory. And then when it got to the point. Uh, where I started going through uh, needing to hear him, he brought me a whole bunch. He brought me a whole bunch of snippets. Maybe like a month passed, he came back and let me hear the full version. Listen to the full versions, and already I'm sitting there getting goosebumps. Even with the snippets, I remember my lawyer was there too to to watch. His lawyer's there, my lawyer's there, so everybody watches each other to make sure no funny. So you business. can't bop your head too yeah. hard. You just gotta exactly. be. <laughs> I didn't bop you can't my head at all. Too crazy, right, I was right. in there. I wanted to go like, Ooh, I know what I can do to this, but I was just like. And he's sitting next to me, the attorney, with his laptop. So I'm just like, all right, let me hear the next one. You know, once he brought it the second time, now I'm just like, man, ooh, I hear it, ooh. So, boom, when it got to that point, I was like, yeah, let's do it. 
and we, we, we went back and forth with the numbers. I know what I should pay, and I know what I'm willing to pay because the first numbers, I'm like, man, keep it, you know. It's, it's they not gotta that. hit you high. I have seven gotta albums. Be, you gotta be twenty million. Yeah, I have seven albums uh, <clears throat> with, with a great career with Guru. And so with that, once um, we came to the number I was cool with, mm-hmm. uh, then the transaction happened where I got a, a, a hard drive of everything. I said I don't want any other music. I don't want anything but just his vocals. Everything else I don't need. It's it's. But I don't need no. I've produced every gangster album. I don't need no help. What project was you working on that he had that many vocals? Well, Guru is reminds me of Sean Price. Rest in peace, uh, Sean Price. <laughs> been on. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of Sean Price mm-hmm. records popping up now. Mm-hmm. When I even talked to his wife, shout out to Bernadette. Uh, she she was like, man, <laughs> there's people still going. Oh, I got a new Sean Price record, and, and they're not even checking with her for clearance. Mm-hmm. And just out of respect for Guru and the and the estate, even that, it's like there's people. Oh yeah, I got a Guru. I would never do something like that where I don't check to make sure I get a I get a thumbs up before anything's right. released with somebody that passed away. Even with Tupac, all that stuff, and, and we all knew each other. I would never do that. I have a Tupac record that is uh, Shout to Noble and Money B from Digital Underground. They helped me get a Tupac verse that I haven't released. And same thing, I wanted to make sure I get uh, the, the, the proper thumbs Clarence, up. Right. And they went to uh, a Fenny, and she was like, cool, it's yours. You so know, Guru so. was just always working. Oh, yeah. yeah he loved yeah. to rhyme, man. That's why I was like, I, that's why I kept saying I know there's a, a bunch of stuff. You know, and then next thing you know, uh, once I started getting them, I said, I didn't plan on a gangster album yet. I just said, let me just see if I can get into it. All right, we got more with Premier. When we come back, let's do a gangster mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. DJ Premier is here. Charlamagne? What about Guru? Why weren't you and Guru working together? Um, he he left a note, which is when we started seeing something weird, where he said, "I we I literally bought D and D after they closed down. We were still finishing our owner's album, and I said, "Hey man, this is I'm taking over the studio. This is where I'm going to fix this up. I'm going to update this. We're going to move them." But the day I remember, he came with with with, with dude and and uh. He said, uh, I'm showing him what I'm going to do to renovate some things. Next thing you know, I get an email saying, hey, man, I, we can still do the album, but I'm not doing it there. Damn. He's like, I'm not doing it there. I hate, I, I, I hate this place. I never even liked D&D. And I'm like, wait a minute. Something, something's going on. Like, you know, we, 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 we can tell where the, the weirdness is coming from. But and then we're just like, all right, well, and I don't mind recording in elsewhere. As long he said, you can mix it there, but I will never step foot in that place again. He went from regular hanging out, smoking right. a blunt, chilling, to fuck you. And this is like, mm. okay, then if it's fuck you, all right, cool. And I figured and we've had a lot of fuck yous through our whole career, I'm sure. so I, I, I'm I'm used to that. So I'm just like, all right, well, maybe he's going through something, fuck it. And then another year passed, another year passed. It was to where we were like, oh, damn, they're performing at SOBs tonight. I'm going there. I want to find out what the fuck's going on. All of us are going. The whole team, we're like, yeah, we going because we're we're all like, everybody is just all of all of a sudden cut off. Family, uh, homies, all that stuff. I, I want to switch gears for a second before you get okay. out of here because I, I know you know you're you're one of the greatest hip hop producers of all time. And I saw Elliot Wilson post this, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. It was a tweet. Made a post. Well, no, it, was, it wasn't about Gangstar. It was a tweet that somebody tweeted out, and it said Puff has the greatest <clears throat> ear in music, not hip hop, music history. What do you think? The greatest ear in music history? In music history. Hmm. 
I disagree, but I, I want you're, you're the producer. You better put me in there. Better put me in there. I think sure. a lot of people in hip hop and, and that have better ears. Yeah, and I'm not the greatest, but definitely put me in there as one of the greatest. Yeah. But did he say one of or no? The? He said the. He said Puff has the greatest ear in music. Right. Not just hip hop, but no. Music I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You know, um, but he, he. You know, I've. You know, I've hung with Puff. I remember, and, and I take it back to. Him. When I used to hold grudges, which I don't anymore, <clears throat> he wouldn't let me in one of his parties years ago, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and I was with Nice and Smooth, so so he wouldn't let me in. He's and and I'm like, I was like, F- "This party," you know what I'm saying? So how did you get him back? You had to charge him. No, but Greg, yeah, yo, yo, well, you know what? Whenever I charged what I charged, he always paid it with no complaints. And same thing with Big. I said, "Big, I did unbelievable for five grand. You get, you blow up." I want some some big money, and when I charged him for the next two for kicking the door and cracking mammoths, he was. He this was, was like, a long time ago. I'm just curious. How yeah. much did you charge big for that? Uh, for kicking the door and, and kicking t- the door. Thirty-five thousand. Oh, oh, and right. you know a piece each. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and uh, um, and you know, back then it was one fifty. Gas was getting one fifty. One hundred. And I was like, absolutely. Because that's why that's right. why I offset my price. I was like, damn, they getting one fifty. You know, I'm not gonna say the names of everybody's money because I don't like counting, counting people's chips. But, but there was a lot of hundred thousand uh, dollar per songs getting done on these albums, and I was like, man, I could really crack. I could, I could rack up if I do mine. I, most of mine at that time were twenty five, but for for big, I was like thirty five, and he was like, no doubt. I think yeah. Puff had one of the best formulas ever. Absolutely. But, you know, sampling everybody's music. Yeah. When it comes to ear, I'm, I think of Premier. I think of Dr. Dre. Yep. I mean, we talk about music. Quincy yeah, Jones. Pharrell. Quincy Pharrell. James Brown. Uh, I mean, Barry Gordy. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. No disrespect to Puff, but come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And, and, and Puff, like I said, um, Puff's always been way ahead of everybody Absolutely. with the, the 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 know, being in the know way before everybody starts wearing this certain design and stuff. The, he brought the Bentley out first and all that type of stuff. You know, it was, it was him, so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? All right, now shout out to Premier for joining us. Uh, you can pick up the new Gangstar album right now, streaming on Tidal and all that other good stuff. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, this is my positive note. Uh, the word of the day, kids, well, two words, actually, is sacred masculine. I'm telling you, I'm reading this great book right now. I'll tell you about, about it later, and these are the conversations I'll be having with my spiritual counselor. But I just want you to go look up some sacred masculine when you get a chance. Do a little Google, all right? But here's a nice little quote for you, okay? When the sacred masculine is combined with the sacred feminine or the divine feminine inside each of us, we create the sacred marriage of compassion and passion within ourselves. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 